Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the multidimensional journey. This is your host, Ayahuasca Carr. Thank you so much for returning back to the podcast. If you are new here, just know this podcast is all about wellness, spirituality, mental health, and we talk a lot about ayahuasca. And today we have an amazing guest, uh, Jessica Pasico. She is a career coach, a Reiki practitioner, a tarot reader, and we are graced with her presence as she's going to be telling us about her experience that she had at Rhythmia and all the things about her ayahuasca journey. Welcome to the podcast, Jessica. We are so happy you are here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yes. So, so excited. Jessica and I met on the interwebs. We were strangers, but ayahuasca has brought us together and we are, well, I'm, I am very thankful. I was going to say, yes. I'm very thankful. <laughs> Speak for me. Yes. It's so true. It's so, it's so funny what she does bringing people together. You know, if we could do Absolutely. it on dating apps, why can't we do it on Instagram with friends? I love it. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So one of my questions that I wanted to ask you, um, and of course you can start wherever you want. Um, but what, what brought you to ayahuasca? Mm, my favorite, one of my favorite questions about ayahuasca. So, uh, last year post, you know, 2020 hell, right? last year was like 2022.0 I feel like and um I had gone through some physical trauma I had an, an at-home accident that left me uh, needing to surrender and having people help me and um I was microdosing psilocybin a bit through 2020 and 2021 and um right after my mo like one of my most powerful experiences with psilocybin I had this awakening around just like our brains and like what we're able to do and like there's so much beyond this 3d realm and a friend of a friend was like I just came back from this trip in Costa Rica and I drank ayahuasca and and this and that and I was like what you drank what what is this called and I was like wait wait wait, wait. I was like is there like an ego death on this and she was like, kind of, yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm not familiar with this, but I was obsessed with ego death back in 2019 when I, I had like a little, a little like stint with LSD, a couple of months where me and my partner at the time were like experimenting with LSD and that blew open my everything, like blew open my appreciation for earth and grounded me in my humanness again. So it's like this really long roundabout way of ayahuasca finding its way to me. And I say find its way because like I wasn't, you know, I wasn't Google searching, I wasn't YouTubing anything on it at the time. Um, I was just like open to these experiences and making more like spirit led decisions as like woo woo as it sounds. It's true. I was like, this is how we're supposed to live. We're supposed to like make decisions with our heart and then use our brain to figure it out. Right. And uh, so she just like kind of found me <laughs> and then I went down the rabbit hole of YouTube ayahuasca videos and like still to this day, can't get enough. Wow. Wow. So yeah, you were, you, yeah, it sounds like you were kind of already awakening through other practices, LSD and then psilocybin. Meditation. And your 
yeah yeah meditation and um yeah you were really interested in the ego death and here's this person who told you about her time at costa rica and you're like what ayahuasca tell me more it's so crazy because it's like it's the substance right it's like if they are tiered i look at her like she's the real deal like there's uh you cannot hide from her right you can like psilocybin and lsd we're, we're so used to taking them in these like more managed controlled amounts whereas ayahuasca just like blows you open and i was at a point in life you know i've been in therapy for years and years and like always self-developing and i was working on some uh specific wounds in from childhood that I knew I needed to like really pour some love into, but I was struggling with moving past talk therapy. I was like, I have to, I have to get in my subconscious and I don't know how it, the timing was just so wild. Um, cause that's really when it, when she found me and I was like, Oh, I God damn, I'm like, God damn it. I have to go do this now. Like I have to just go do this. Totally. And that's really, that's what happened. I was like, you, you just have to plan for this and figure it out, you know? Amazing. Amazing. And um, yeah, I've heard you say a few things so far, like you were doing meditation and therapy. So you were you were doing the work, you were getting in there. And there was a part of you that just kind of sounds like you knew that you needed something else to go deeper into, you know, the subconscious mind. 100%. Yeah, I've always been like a proponent of self-help books and you know therapy since i was a kid i've been in and out of therapy since i was 12 and like encourage people like go talk it out like if you don't get it if you don't physically say it or write it out it just uh loops in your brain you know mm -hmm, totally even if you don't have like severe trauma absolutely absolutely so I'm really excited to get into the next part of our conversation because um, maybe not everybody knows about what Rhythmia is or like what that experience is like. There's so many places um, that offer ayahuasca globally. Um, and so maybe you could take us through, um, you know, your arrival there and what you went through um, up to the point of the first cup. Okay. The cup of ayahuasca, that is. Yeah. So I I decided on Rhythmia Life Advancement Center in Costa Rica um, because uh, it, it kept coming up um, in spiritual, um, spiritual like, healers I was following at the time. They were talking about Rhythmia, and I was like, whoa, that's a, okay, this keeps coming up. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to follow this, see where it goes. And I, I looked into Rhythmia, and there's another one, Solterra, in Costa Rica. Those were my, uh, just, those were the two I was deciding on. And two very different centers. Um, and I encourage people, like, really research wherever you're going. Research whoever is going to be facilitating safety first and your comfort is first. Like, that set and setting have to be in place, right? I knew um, this part of Costa Rica because I had been there for a wedding a few years prior. So I already was like, I'm feeling this location, I'm feeling this place. And um, mm. all the research I did on it, you know, I start like 
this is how my I work in rabbit holes. So like now I'm in three months of rabbit hole, like ayahuasca recount videos on YouTube and Rhythmia reviews in any way I could get them. And they're like, I actually think that Rhythmia is like the highest rated resort in general on TripAdvisor, which is wild because like they're only a resort because they give, they facilitate ayahuasca retreat, you know? Wow. So, um, I ended up in this, you know, in this process, I book, and then a friend of mine is like, hey, we know someone who went there. And I was like, what? So I get in touch with him. He gives me his breakdown. Then my mom randomly meets somebody who went there. She puts me in touch with him. And it's just like all these things for me. I was like, this is like breadcrumb trailing. Like you're going on the right path. Amazing. Yeah. And I, um, the magic (laughs) started before, uh, way before I even got there. Like I started feeling symptoms of the medicine, if that even makes sense, um, like a week out before I left. And, um, I remember texting friends, like close, close friends, like, like I'm not, um, you know, I'm clean. Like I hadn't, you have to like wean off, go on this dieta and like wean off of everything, even cannabis, which is like, she's my girl. And I was like, I feel high every day and I'm not high. It's crazy. I'm like seeing stuff and dreaming wild and, I uh, land in Costa Rica and I meet a friend automatically at the airport. Like we became buddies, Costa Rica, uh, Rhythmia buddies. And everything about this place, and maybe it's Mama Ayahuasca too, I don't know. Everything just like fell into alignment and was so nurturing getting me there. And for me, I was going for a very um, deep wound around the need for safety and nurture so Mm. yeah (laughs) so it was not lost on me like all of these moments of synchronicity and feeling like i'm on the right path and then meeting someone so kind at the airport who was also going there and then we were best buds the whole even now like we still you know four months out text every week about like life and like the cosmos and um, so like Rhythmia, I mean, even before I got there, I was like, this is a 10 out of 10 place. And then I got there and it was like a 15 out of 10 place. Hello. They start taking care of you. The moment your car arrives, it is from that moment until you are put in a car leaving every step of the way you're being taken care of at all times. It is like beyond this. I can't describe it. Wow. It's powerful. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like um, you felt really supported, like by all the things that were happening leading up to arriving there, and you felt like really carried and you really trusted going there. So, so amazing. I do have a question before we carry on here in the timeline. Um, How did you feel after you booked, like the moment after you booked it? Um... This is a great question because my friends also asked me this. They're like, how do you feel? And I'm like, I feel like I'm going home. Mm, oh my God, I just got chills. Wow. Like for months, I was like, wow, oh my gosh. And I can't, still today, I can't really, I can't like elaborate on that. It's really like this. Um, if you've ever gone away to college or like maybe you moved away from home for a long time and like that week leading up to going home, 
when you're like, oh, I can't wait, like, to feel that, um, oh, I'm going to cry, <laughs> to feel that, like, safety and welcome. Hmm. I felt that way. I'm like, I'm going home to a place I've never been. This is crazy. And then when I got there, I, like, cried, like, almost immediately upon getting there because I was like, this is, that feeling is still all-consuming. Like, you are home. And, like, wow. granted, this place is built in a blue zone. And there's only, like, several blue zones in the world. And for anyone who doesn't know, like, blue zones are these uh, interesting places that scientists are still trying to understand why longe the longevity of life and quality of life is so high in these areas. One of them is Costa Rica. Another is, they're all over, but it's like one is in Asia, one is in Europe. So it's a difference in diet and it's difference in climate and it's a difference in culture. But these places, for some reason, have this like magical, unknown, <laughs> definitive reason that brings people to life. And I'm like, maybe that's wow. part of it, right? But whatever it was, I was like at home immediately upon booking. And then that just was confirmed when I got there. Wow. Wow, I'm, I'm really glad I asked because I, I was just imagining like how that must feel to answer a call that you felt and really empower yourself to take those steps. Um, so you arrive and you're feeling at home and you're being taken care of. So um, I would love if you could speak to their process and their protocol. Like I have heard it from at least a handful of people and I think it's awesome like how they prepare people, you mm -hmm. know? So yeah, if you wouldn't mind sharing that, yeah. that would be awesome. Happy to. So before you even go, uh, pot, you know, once you book, you're going to get a confirmation email with a PDF packet of what is expected of you. And um when, when I say what's expected of you, it's like, these are safety parameters they want you to take in, seriously so that when you are drinking the medicine, you're in optimal condition. And that includes, they go through everything from what you should not eat to what you should eat, what you what drugs you can do and can't do leading up mm. to the trip, how long you have to stop doing the drugs, every drug, any drug you are thinking about is on there and they tell you like how long you have to be off of it for them to even allow you to sit with the medicine and the same thing for alcohol um and the same thing for prescription drugs wow uh because there is a chemical reaction you know you can't you can't combine ayahuasca with um ssris i can speak to ssris because i had to wean myself off of lexapro before i went there's some type of like serotonin condition you can develop if you don't appropriately wean yourself off of antidepressants or anti-anxiety pills um and they screen you when you're there so they wow. give you this homework packet right of like do's and don'ts and free will <laughs> but then when you go i was thinking this i'm like well i'm a good student you know that's like my dna is this recovering perfectionist i'm like i'm gonna nail this but what yeah, about yeah. The people who what about the people who don't even open the packet or read it fully right um, but at Rhythmia, you go, they immediately test you for COVID. Um, and then you, within 24 hours of being there, you are with the medics. You're actually with the doctors on site and they are, it's like a doctor's visit. They're checking your blood pressure, um, every, just everything. Wow. They're, they're asking you 
about your behaviors, what you've cut out, what you haven't, when the last time you did any anything was, drugs, alcohol, food. And um, they take it seriously. I was there and I'm, I'm not going to talk about anybody else's journey, but I am going to say while I was there, there were people who could not participate in the ceremony because they were honest about mm. um, when the last time they had substances were and it was too close of a period of time wow the medics were like got it but you can't you can't drink the medicine you can do everything but you can't drink the medicine so they take it very seriously arrhythmia wow 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 that's um that is very thorough like and that sounds like it's really safe that's really really awesome i actually didn't know about the whole medical procedure yeah, the, the medical staff on site is, they are so, maybe it's just so smart that they have this, but it's a team. It's not even just like wow. one doctor, it's a team of people. Wow. So at any point throughout the week, you can pop in to the medic. Um, mm. and, some, and some people would, right? Like, um, because it's such a, ayahuasca is like resetting your whole biochemistry in ways and like, not everybody reacts the same so it's just so this added bonus of having trained professionals on site <laughs> it's like oh i'm in the safest place in the world absolutely yeah no i love that being able to have that peace of mind that like hey like we have medical people on site and they're checking mm -hmm. us and it's like really really awesome so that's yeah. really thorough um yeah, so I've heard that they do like hydrocolonics and breathwork circles and like, you know, and I'm like, oh, wow, this is like, I thought the hydrocolonic was like genius because so many oh people God, yeah. like are fearful of that. And um, but yeah, we'll talk about like a serious like cleansing process. No one has asked me this. I'm so excited. Oh, to yeah. Hear. I'm so excited to talk about my colonic um yeah, so this yeah. is my this is my first endeavor with a colonic and for anyone who doesn't know um they set you up so beautifully of course at this place it's like spa treatment truly so you go in the medical staff are the people who facilitate this you get a private room cozy zen beautiful salt lamp and they give you instructions on how to administer the colonic yourself and i am i am now experienced but i was not experienced in um using coconut oil and a little tube to put up my butt <laughs> totally so i was like look at me doing so many things outside my comfort zone <laughs> totally um so they like instruct you how to do it and then you do it and then once it's in you like there's like a button. You just like hit this button on the wall. They come in, they turn off the lights, they put the machine on and they're like, we'll come back and check on you in X amount of time. Well, I couldn't get it in my butt. Mm. I and I'm, when I get nervous, I turn red and immediately I'm pouring sweat. Does it does not matter what the situation is. I am struggling. This is, I'm sharing this because it's so cosmically co comedic that I'm like, this is what I can't do here. This is this is what I'm struggling with. Like, haven't even had the medicine yet, and I'm I can't get the colonic in. But again, true testament to the staff. I hit the button, and I was like, "She's like, you're struggling," and I was like, "Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm struggling. Like I knew it was taking too long, and I'm like, oh, people are faster. Okay, cool. Got it. <laughs> so she so graciously came in, and I was like, can you help me? And she was like, yes. Do I, I have your permission to blah blah blah? And I was like, yeah. And I'm just like, you know, it's like going to the dock, going to the gyno, right? And you're like, just legs up, do whatever you gotta do. She left, and it was like such a oh my gosh, such a truly cleansing peaceful experience because they set you up in this like luxurious spa like you know environment despite being completely exposed and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know cleaning your body out but it makes such a difference to feel so cleaned out and they're feeding wow. you they're feeding you just plant-based everything wow uh, three meals a day um smoothies and juices hydrating wow. like they really take such care of your actual digestion to make sure that you are as cleaned out as you can so that when you go to sit with the medicine you are as pure and like detoxified as possible right wow wow yeah it sounds like just like an environment in a container that's so well suited for this type of work you know just from from the beginning here as we move along so this is this is really awesome thank you so much for sharing oh. your your story um, so I do have a, just so my audience knows we, we are pressed for time on this podcast, which is so unfortunate. So let's, let's, um, let's get to, it's, it's okay if we fast forward to sure. first night. Yeah. What's happening first night of ceremony. Okay. So, uh, before I even go into the Maloka, the Maloka is the center of the resort, just so you guys have like visual you're this resort is in the middle of the jungle in costa rica so you're wow. surrounded by the sound of howler monkeys that are it is a sound that you'll never forget and it's also a sound i can't describe <laughs> yeah you're yeah constantly reminded that you're in the jungle <laughs> despite wow. this like, beautiful resort setup just don't forget you are you are in nature you are in the jungle like you are this tiny speck of sand in this world wow. um so I'm heading to the Maloka in the center of the resort and it's so beautiful and everyone's lined up outside and my anxiety is at 200 wow. versus the day-to-day -day, like 90 that it's at. And my heart's racing and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna cry before I go in. Like I already feel it, it's gonna happen. And wow. I'm, I'm, I'm online and I'm trying to talk to people who have been there before because there are so many returned guests and they're like on the line basically like soothing everyone, you know? So now already, now I'm like, how beautiful are people that, that they're doing this for newbies and, you know, wow. knowing this wildness that's about to occur. Um, I ended up sitting on the grass, like I pulled away from the group because the collective energy was so overwhelming for me. I sat on the grass and they have these two dogs on the site that are like not owned by Rhythmia. They just come to Rhythmia, so they're taken care of by Rhythmia. And they consider them shamans. And the two dogs were with me. <laughs> and I was like, they know I'm losing my mind. <laughs> That's so amazing. It was so, and like someone else there was like, oh, you, you know, they know you're nervous. And they, they're like, they come in during the ceremony. They'll, they know when to come in. So that like soothed me, right? For whatever reason, I'm like, okay, there's the, if the dogs are cool, like, Nothing's great. Nothing crazy is going to happen if the dogs are around, right? This is like my rational thinking. 
you go into the maloka, you go in like one by one and they encourage you to take a lap and feel out where you want to lay. These like mm. mattresses are set up with your bucket for purging, um, beautiful plush blankets and a pillow. Um, so they encourage you, you know, like take a lap. Um, I didn't, I like knew, saw it. I was like, that's my bed, sat on my bed. Immediately, like, I'm looking at the art around me and, like, the structure of the Maloka actually reminded me of my grandparents' vacation home in the Poconos. So I'm like, okay, again, like, I'm feeling at home. There's a painting that reminded me of something I used to watch as a child. Wow. But my anxiety is still so high and I hadn't cried. So I literally, everyone's just coming in, doing their lap, like, socializing a little bit. I pull the blanket over me and I just start sobbing. Yeah, no, no medicine is even like out yet talked about, but it's um, yeah. I, I laugh, but like my body knows, my body knows when I'm about to embark on a healing modality, and that's the pattern I've noticed is like I will start to have the physical feelings before the happening has occurred, and that goes for breath work, that goes for anything I've done um, medicine wise and they explain the shamans are really great there the helpers are really great um, the ratios are strategically structured so that each room in the, the maloka is this really big maloka so they basically structure it into like three or four compartments and everybody okay. has designated helpers or if you're in the main room the shamans are there for you wow they um, gather us as a group in the main room and break down with a, you know, like an over, like a prayer, not a prayer, but like setting the intention and getting everyone's nerves under control as much as possible. And they remind us about breathing and they remind us about feeling grounded and like things we can do during our journeys, asking for help, um, you know, stuff like that. They really give you the guidance also reminding us like you're probably gonna forget all this and that's okay we're here right love it Uh, and then they send us back to our your bed you meditate for x amount of time and then they call for first cup you go up with your cup and you um set your intention and rhythmia has a very like interesting curriculum they my sister joked she's like you went to universe camp i'm like i did i went to ayahuasca camp because Rhythmia is an education facility where they give you so many stats and information and background on what this medicine is, what the plants are, what the tribes are, um, and how they view this and how they view our mental diseases, right? And um, that's continued in ceremony. They have these like intentions put up at the top that you can choose from. So each night you can work through this curriculum developed intention setting. The first night is um, show me who I've become. And you know, the second night is merge me with my soul at all costs. And that fucking happens. And then the third night is um, something about love, like my heart, heal my heart, something like that. So the first night, you know, I go, I get my cup, say my intention, show me who I've become into my cup, go sit down and I am, please cut me off at any point. If you're like, all right. No, you're good, let's go. This is beautiful. Um, I sit down on my mattress and I am a rod. I am crisscross applesauce, 
straight up spine. I'm like, I will meditate this whole night. I will not lay down, which is like, where did this come from? I don't even know. Like my, my ego, it's my ego mind, right? Being like in control, like you won't lose control if you're not laying down, which is not true. <laughs> I love it. Not at all true, but you heard it here first. Yeah. Very cute that she thought that my inner, my inner voice, but so I'm sitting and you are in silence for about like 30 minutes. And then you start to hear once people's bodies start to react to the medicine, then you'll, the, the music goes on and the helpers are circulating and it's so good, even though it's so fucking terrifying. It's so beautiful. Like the music wow, and wow. everyone's moving and like even the purging sometimes was like soothing and that makes no sense but yeah yeah so just just a question like you know so i'm just trying to get a visual like how many yeah. how many people are in the room okay so rhythmia is big so my group was a was like 80 plus people wow whereas wow. solterra that other one i mentioned is like 20. wow wow, wow, wow. and they're in an outdoor maloka and rhythmia it is an enclosed maloka with air conditioning they open the door so you can like sure sure free but yeah that's a good question got it so it's a lot of stimulation externally absolutely um, and it it for sure influences your journey but it it influences it for me it was like shows you what's in you so someone might be struggling or purging or screaming and it's affecting you and i'm like oh this it's affecting me because it's in me that's why so people start purging and i'm like why am i not purging like it's not working i didn't take enough but i'm too scared i can't take more like now my, my brain's spiraling my anxiety's like through the roof i'm crying i'm praying i have my prayer cards out wrote my crystals right and i'm just running through like why'd you come here why'd you do this why did you think you could do this why uh mm -hmm. and then like the other voice is like you can do this like you can so do this and it this battle this back and forth voice is non-stop for i don't know time but a lot a lot of time <laughs> and then finally um they call up for a second cup i go up and i'm crying and the shaman's like i'm gonna give you half and i was like all right <laughs> she sees me spiraling and that um that second dose knocked my ego mind a little bit down and was like, mm -hmm. can you stop, please? Like, kind of like that. Like, can you stop, please? And that's kind of how I talk to myself sometimes. And I was like, whoa, this is like a loud voice in my head, if that makes sense. Like, yes. And that's where it all started. And it was a dialogue that night. It was constant back and forth dialogue. I had visions of, um, I have a lot of uh, family that have passed tragically in the last 15 years. And um, they were coming through. And what for me, what that means is like my eyes were open <laughs> and they were like a vision in front of my face that was almost like holographic in a way. Wow. And um, before ayahuasca, I would have, they would bubble up for me in meditation if I was in a deep meditation, but I couldn't get it every time. And ayahuasca, it was like, boom, everyone's here. And, you know, she showed me 
abuse that I knew took place, but she like showed me the levels until I couldn't take anymore, kind of, and I was like, please no more, and she stopped, and she explained, like, how these abuses in my family affected my mom, and how that affected me in utero, and how that is still affecting me today, and how I, how I behave, and how I, not behave, I don't want to use that word, but like, you know, how I react to things and handle things is a it's all trauma response. None of it is my actual personality. It's all trauma. Um, I, wow. Yeah. She showed me like a lot of people I was picking to have in my life that are directly related to the patterns I've developed from the abuse in my gen in my family. And she asked me if I wanted to continue surrounding myself with people like that and I said no and the second I said no that's when I started purging I'm like wow Whoa. Up. like I could not get up fast enough to the end of my bed over my bucket dry heaving dry heaving spit dry heaving um and every time I would dry mm. heave, um, it was like it was like I was it's like these people were coming out of me Totally. coming out of my uh, like my mind kind of and um i'm like in it right now she would be like you did this with this person because of blah 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 do you release this and i would say yes and then it would move out and the next would come through and this was like a series of me essentially healing romantic wounds that came about because of the patterns in my family, the dysfunction in my family, right? If that makes sense. It makes 100% sense. Yeah, so it sounds like, yeah, and just it's so, I mean, so clear. It sounds like it came through. Like the clarity is like unreal. It's unmatched. And, um, you know, I she showed me some other you know she shows you so she shows you what you need to be shown and what you're able to handle absolutely she brings, you, she brings you right up to the line of can't take anymore right yeah and um i just got like choked up on that yeah and she she also will she would also balance this out with warmth and mm. There were breaks, thank God, thank you, Mama Aya. Um, there were breaks where, you know, after I was purging and, like, released all this shit, after, you know, watching my family's generational abuse and stuff, there was, like, a break where she was, like, lay down on your left side. This whole time, I'm on my right side, my masculine side, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm releasing all this masculine energy, all these defense mechanisms, all these codependent narcissistic relationship patterns. Wow. And she's like, lay on your left side and I lay on my left side and my friend Beth um a friend I made there right she's on my left side and and the bliss that hit me while I was on my left side looking at Beth I'm like well this beautiful mother like this beautiful like empress energy of love and she's just trying to be the best her and best mom and like I felt so much warmth coming from her even though she's like not, you know, she's knocked out in her journey. <laughs> it, the bliss part, the warmth part, I was like, whoa, this is what I came here for. Like, and then like the Maloka is like this womb and we're all together. And 
it's so um she fills like the holes back up for you right like she pours yeah. like, love mm -hmm. right into the, into the space that you if you choose to clear that space in the ceremony she fills it with love i swear to god yeah i can hear it like yeah being able to show you yeah with precision just the lineage and the ancestral and like how it was passed down and yeah i love when you said like she asked you do you want to let this go and then you said yes and then boom like being able just to release that over and over and then it sounds like you were thankfully rewarded on the other side right and being like oh blissed out and like yeah. feeling more free and yeah and it was like waves right so that was to me like i you know condensed that was like my first wave and she did that the whole night was waves of like all right now we're gonna go through this and we're gonna right, look right. at these parts that you came here to work on and um there really is like this dialogue i wish i asked more questions Mm. Mm -hmm. um, that was something suggested to me at some point in the week and i was like if you think i am functioning enough to even like remember this you're crazy but now hindsight i'm like ooh, when i sit with her again i'm gonna ask more because yeah, there is like this interaction there like yeah she asks and shows you but like uh, for me anyway like i had to respond yes. in order mm -hmm. for it to keep moving otherwise right, right. i was stuck in mm -hmm. whatever whatever scene it was yeah no i really liked how you brought in the conversation and the relationship aspect being able to ask questions and listen and hear and respond and definitely i i've, I have experienced that and have heard other people say like that that seems to be like a a really helpful and key component to mm -hmm. staying connected to what's happening and being very intentional you know yeah. um Okay, so this was the first night, which says, show me who I've become. Yeah. And then the second night. Yep. So first, yep, first night, show me who I've become. So she showed me all my patterning, right? Yes. All these habits, mm -hmm. all these um, narratives that I've had in my head that are no longer serving me or or were never true to begin right, with. Right, right. So there's like a piece of identity starting to dissolve. <laughs> Then we go to night two, and night two is merge me with my soul at all costs. At all costs. I that, don't think I knew about that part. I've heard merge me with my soul, but now I'm like, oh God, at all costs. So here we go. And they they let you know at Rhythmia. They're like, when you go up, they're like, we have the words up there so that you read them because you will likely leave off that end part if it's up to <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm telling you, like, they're so good. Jerry Powell's so good at what he does, man. Yes, yes. So all day leading up to second night, I'm like, okay, I was scared. Everyone had like, people are sharing their stories and you're just like in awe and, and you're still kind of experiencing your own residual medicine. And um, I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to be scared. I'm going to just do it anyway. And like, I'm going to really, I came here for ego death. The calling was coming from inside the house two years ago. I'm going to do it. I'm just going to commit. Like, I'm going to die tonight. Whatever that looks like, whatever that means. Wow. And I was excited. If that, I was so, I'm like, I'm ready. Like, I felt like I was wow. going to war. I'm like, I'm yeah. ready. I came here for this. I'm going to do it. Wow. Go in second yeah. night. And it was a different me. I went in, not a tear. I went in knowing what I was going there for. I was like, 
eye on the intention, drank that cup, said the intention, even said a little prayer that um, one of the facilitators gave us. It was like, let the medicine know if you didn't show me everything I've become, can you finish showing me that and then merge me with my soul at all costs? So I like say this little prayer and I'm medit breath work. I'm in a breath work meditative state for this whole first hour before they offer second cup. When I tell you I was to date in my life, the most connected to my body and at peace I've ever been was that hour wait in nausea in fear still like knowing I'm like I'm about to do something so good for me wow they call for the second cup right as I got to the point where I'm like I don't think I can hold it in anymore but I didn't I didn't want to like choke back my my purge but I also wanted to make sure I got that second cup because I knew that was going to put me over the edge so I go online with my bucket because I'm like I'm going to puke online <laughs> And they're, it's so cool. Like, no one cares. Everyone's like, yeah, this is good. Good for you. Cool. Some people are, like, army crawling. Like, it's wild, wild west in there. I go up and I take my cup and I'm, like, halfway down. I get a gag. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm not going to be able to do it. I get it down. The second I, like, finish get it down, my body is immediately, remember I said my body knows. My body is jello. There's not enough time for this to hit me, but it's jello. And one of the helpers, Abai, sweet, sweet Abai, helps me arm in arm to my bed, like brings me to my deathbed, and boom, I purge. And as I'm purging, I'm slipping from this reality and um, entering um, death. And that's gonna that looks different for everybody, but for me, like it was. Uh, all energy. It was an energy field. There were no 3D objects or beings you could see. It was only energy and like some colors and um, vibrations and uh, volume sounds. And um, I had to, um, each round of death, I had to release something of my human self to go to the next round. Wow. So it was like telling me release my grandma who's passed walked me to death and was like this is my granddaughter she's always prepared and then she looked at me and was like i can't go with you and i was like i know oh. and um so first round was like leaving my grandma who's like a mother to me in ways and um then it was like release your perfectionism release your ability to emotionally cope release your control of yourself and others and i forget what the last thing was but it was like the slowest moving process i've ever time does not exist but it was forever and the screaming was so loud and there was like hissing and um i was surrounded by energy and like i knew at any point i could be taken i don't know mm. I don't know anything else about that, like taken where, by who. I just knew I, I was very much susceptible if I did not continue moving towards this one main energy. And it was a male, like a masculine, I should say, masculine energy. I had to keep going towards him, releasing all my shit. I didn't have a name. I wasn't a person anymore. It was just, I was just energy. And um, I wasn't 
breathing like I you know at the start I was like just focus on your breath and then I like felt myself stop breathing and I was like okay I'm dead I'm dead and I'm like oh. releasing all this shit and I couldn't get over this hump there was like I was just stuck in this one field of death and uh I couldn't figure it out you know and I was like oh, I'm so close and I was like the universe universe rewards bravery <laughs> And then, like, just saying that to myself, I, like, blasted through this, like, last circle of death, and I died, and everything was black, and then I was, like, in the stars. Wow. Oh, my gosh. And that was my death. <laughs> that was just my death. <laughs> yeah. That That is, like, um, whew, that's a lot, you know, to go through that and to, um... Yeah, so I, I definitely want to hear more. Like what, you know, you said that was just the death. So is there yeah. more on the other end of that? Yeah. And um, this is like she fills whatever space you clear, she'll fill it back with love, like reward you, right? And um, so then I'm like, I mean, I'm flying around space kind of. And yeah, yeah. My, dad, my dad's with me, like a younger version of my dad is with me. And then a voice is like, that's all the time you have. And mm. I was like, okay. And then I drop like uh, straight down, like a 90 degree angle. I drop into the tightest, tightest, um, warm uh, containment. I, I didn't know what it was like at the time, right? But I'm like, I'm in something, I'm so tight, it could not move. Um, I could kind of feel my body, I was a human, but I was like constricted and sounded like I was under water. And it's because I was in my mom's womb. Oh wow! And I, um, I like relived my in utero experience ah. and all the trauma that happened to my mom during the pregnancy, which I have now imprinted in my. Totally. System. So I like relived my in utero experience, my birth, which was traumatizing. Uh, I like heard the car ride to the hospital, like heard my parents, Wow, whoa. the shit they were like arguing about. And, um, she told me, she's like, ask that, ask them both about that day. And like, they've told me before, you know? So I was like, what new is going to come out? But if you don't ask pointed questions sometimes with our parents and grandparents, you're not going to get pointed answers. And so much of, I was telling them, this is what I heard. This is what I experienced. And like both of them separately, like cry. Wow. They're like, that's exactly what was going on. And like they fill in details and whatever. And then I like saw my childhood up to like three years old, witnessed some trauma of like on my mom's side, um, surrendered to that, which was fucking crazy. You know, every family's got it. Um, and it's so hard to look at yours. Um, but she like had me look at it and understand why certain people ended up the way they did. Like, uh, you know, suicide and addiction and stuff like that. And once I like accepted what I was seeing, I like surrendered to it. I was like, all right, I, I still love all these people, even if these traumas happened. And in the vision, they were happening to me, even though I knew I'm like, this doesn't feel right. I don't think this happened when I was a kid. It was mm. like super traumatic. Um, months later, I found out, like, it didn't, it, it happened to an aunt of mine. Like, the stuff I was witnessing happened to someone wow. in my family. Uh, and, and then I came out and was like, 
you know, back on Earth. And I was like, I love Earth. I'm never leaving. I mean, that that's so incredible that all, all of those things came up in, in such a clear way from the womb trauma and being able to hear things. That is, that is incredible. And it's like uh, indescribable, but like hindsight now, I'm like, this makes sense. This, why this is why I'm so sensitive to sound, why I'm so sensitive to light. Like I'm a candle girl. I don't even put on my light bulbs at night. It like fucks with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so sensitive to volume, so sensitive to collective energy at concerts. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my god, this is my nervous system programming from when I was in utero. Like, wow, just it just gives you insight into who you are, like why you are, and it's like no one's fault. It takes all mm-hmm. this, all the blame and shame out. Wow, yeah, making that that really deep. I mean, that's a deep connection to go into in utero and have all those questions answered and really to understand it at that level. Yeah. And like seeing your parents, you know, indoor, like I'm the oldest, so I'm the first and my mom was 19 and my dad was in his early twenties. So it's like, you get this additional clarity and understanding and forgiveness and compassion for their story too. Wow. Yes. Yeah. We could do a whole podcast on that topic alone. (laughs) Wow. Um, and so we're definitely going to have a part two because we <laughs> don't have enough time to go over everything. And I hope everyone is eating up every word of your story, um, being able to get all those insights and everything that you received while you were there. Um, if we could fast forward. So now yeah. you're four months out of mm-hmm. that experience. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I am. And um, the first two months there were, I don't know how many weeks I had that glow. The afterglow was powerful. Everyone was like, you are, you look great. And like, you seem great. And I was, I was like riding. She doesn't leave your system for a while. And like, I have fostered a lifestyle to ensure that peacefulness. Like I live alone in a home by the water that is secluded and I work from home. So I don't have to endure the hustle and bustle of capitalist life, right? Totally. Um, And I think that helped preserve it. And I'm so grateful. But then once it wears off, you're like, I am here. I'm here. I'm, I'm no longer in the cosmos flying around space with ayahuasca. And that transition has been challenging and I'm so grateful for you and for the breathwork circles you've offered and the DMs you've answered when I'm spiraling. Oh, sure. It's crazy. <laughs> um, really, it's, um, I'm coming to terms. It's, you experience, you may experience an ego death of sorts in ceremony, but you, it's only prepping you for the continual ego death you will experience in your life over and over and over again if you're paying attention. Wow. I think. I think you could just make a meme out of what you just said. I've never thought about it that way, actually. I've never thought about how you will have a continue, like, parts of us kind of, like, dying off, you know, or, um, you know, renegotiating is my my term for it, you know. Oh, I like that. You know, being able to, uh, um, yeah, softly 
watch those patterns like dissolve and because we know the truth now that that would be that's my assumption you know once we know that truth it's like we can see so clearly so true and now um you know i thought i was like oh i i situated my relationships my friendships my boundaries my home i situated everything before my trip so i won't have any major changes <laughs> okay <laughs> so not true like uh, every day i'm like every day something else is like downloading or well, clicking um and even like my professional drive has changed significantly yeah. from being an overachiever perfectionist to being like we're here to live and working is just something a construct we've created to sustain a livelihood absolutely and i like my my priorities have just changed so much it's like all about how we treat each other and like how are you being called to service and that's wow. like reiki and energy healing and like using my like i've always been like the emotional one and she's so needy and she's so mushy and she's so affectionate like in like sometimes like a mocking way from people and it's like oh this is like my gift though like these are your gifts yeah and she like healed the pain that caused them and now is like go use this go give this away now and it's wow. like there's nothing else i want to do i love it yeah and speaking of your gifts and how you're here to serve yeah. um yeah would you like to share with people your offerings and what you coach in and what you you know love to so i am uh multifaceted right now i am a career coach and consultant if you're interested in resume writing cover letter writing linkedin development interview prep or coaching containers i offer all of those things you can visit jessicaposilico.com to book a free consult with me every initial consult is free um i'm also offering reiki energy healing and tarot reading uh, you can also book i'm actually offering free reiki till the end of march um come april i'm gonna start charging for that and for tarot readings um but for any information around that follow me on instagram at jessica underscore po silico um i'm not on facebook i deleted that because i was checking it non-stop and just feeling like there's the dumpster fire of the world doesn't need me in facebook anymore yes yes i love it and we will be definitely doing a part two of this because there's way more that's to be talked about here but i think today was a very good soft introduction of the intro into ayahuasca into your life and all the many things it's you know thank you so much for just sharing your story and your journey with us we're so grateful to to have heard that today and um so um what's what are like you know just to leave our our listeners with um what's i don't know if you could recommend one thing i'm sure there's there's so many things but what what would you recommend for somebody who is curious about this path and they they also feel the call i think the best thing you can do is research and whatever that looks like for you so if i was not a youtube person prior to hearing about my friend's ayahuasca journey and then i was like let me go on youtube i'm sure they have something and there's 
every there's so many people uploading their recounts their stories their journeys their reasons why in depth like dark 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 heavy personal things people are sharing on youtube in the sentiment of i hope this helps someone else become informed and make this choice for themselves so i say do your research talk to somebody who's gone I'm always open to talking about it, so please, like, literally DM me. I don't even care. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, it's my tip. Yeah, so research and whatever way that looks good for them. Beautiful. I love it. So, so thankful, Jessica. Thank you for being on here today. Thank you for sharing your soul with us and your journey. And um, be sure to check out Jessica's links below. I will post her website below. So if you're interested, you can book with her and also her Instagram information. Um, and thank you guys so much for returning back to the podcast. I will see you guys next time. And as always, remember why you came here.